Good evening. Baruch Hashem, starting a brand new Masechta, Maseches Nedarim. Um, a whole bunch of introductory remarks. First of all, we're learning Seder Noshim. My hi, the halachos of Nedarim apply to men and women equally. So some of the Meforshim are bothered by the fact that Nedarim is in Seder Noshim. Put it somewhere else where it makes more sense. Some of the Meforshim explain that as we've seen throughout Ksubis and throughout Yavamos, that because a husband is able to be mefer nedareha, he's able to undo a neder that his wife makes. So there's a uniqueness, there's a chiddish in that, in that fact that a husband is able to be mefer his wife's neder, and therefore nedarim is in Seder Nash, a very interesting, uh, very interesting presentation of that idea. <clears throat> a couple of unique things about the layout over here. First of all, on the inner margin where we have Rashi, according to nearly everyone, this is actually not Rashi. This commentary is referred to as the Mefarish. We don't know who it is, but for those who are, and I'm not one of them, but for those who are like really, really, really familiar with Rashi's profile, you'll see a bunch of things that don't fit here. Uh, even the Beis Yosef in halachic terms, the Beis Yosef was the author of the Shulchan Aruch. He lived in the 1500s. When he referred to this commentary, he refers to this person as the Mefarish and not as Rashi. And he doesn't do that for other Rashis throughout Shas. So this Rashi is not Rashi. Therefore, we had to have a shot-based type of commentary on the page. And that, the Mefarshim have selected the Ron. Uh, the Ron is quite long-winded, uh, as you can see here. So normally, when we have a very short blot with a lot of Tosfasim, that's usually terrifying in regards to Lamdus. Uh, but here, we don't have to worry about that. The Ron was really, he's going to be a Pashtun over here, even though it's somewhat lengthy. But most of the length of his writing is because he doesn't write concisely. He's quite verbose. Uh, so that's why the pages look the way that they do. <clears throat> the last Dvar HaKadama is that you'll also note that the the tone and the flavor of the Masechda has a little bit of a Yerushalmi vibe to it, a little bit. I know we haven't learned Yerushalmi other than, you know, snippets and Shkalim a little bit. We've had like a couple of small pieces. Um, according to some, the Masechda of Maseches Nadarim was actually not found initially in Seder Bavli. And the Meforshim write that, that uh, this Masechda was not reviewed twice by Ravashi as every other Masechda was. So a lot of the linguistics that we're used to, uh, they're just not present or they're slightly different. And is it because of Yerushalmi? Because it was learned there and when Ravashi, because he didn't edit it, it the way that he did other Masechdas, so therefore uh, it's a little complicated, the historical piece as to what happened. But So we'll see a little bit of quirks and a little bit of uniquenesses. I will be utilizing both the Mefarish and the Ran, but primarily the Ran. It really depends on which Marimakom uh, makes the most sense for us. Um, so with, without uh, any further ado, we're going to get started. <clears throat> um, I should say I should say one more Dvar Hakdama. One more Dvar Hakdama. And that is that um, we've learned in Shas earlier that Be'avon Nedarim Banimesim, that Nedarim has some serious consequences. And in fact, as we begin... Um, as we begin Yom Kippur with Kol Nidre, we always have to, it's like bothered a lot of people, what's with the Kol Nidre at the beginning of Yom Kippur? So it has to do a lot with Dibur. And we know from the Chachamim, Lo Matzasi Yofim Ishtika, that silence typically is the better route than speaking. Um, and all of these ideas are kind of the undercurrent of what's going on here, which is our words really matter and are halachically binding. There are things that we can say that will be us. Uh, to the point that if we don't fulfill them, we will have violated the Isra of Nadarim or Shvuos or Haramim, all of the terms that we say in Kol Nidre that we don't know what they mean, because when our school translates them, they're like a bunch of synonyms of the same thing. They're not all the same thing, and we'll get into some of those differences tonight. Now let's get started. Okay. If you don't know where we are, that's your fault. We're starting. <laughs> Says the Gemara opening in the Mishnah, 
call kinui nadarim kinadarim. Any nickname, any um, any similar type of language, which is a nether language, is treated exactly like a nether. So the formal nether language is X. Here, you're just one degree of separation. We still consider that to be the same thing as a nether. In other words, your nether is still binding, even if it's a kinui. And if you have a cherem, which we're going to discuss in the Gemara on Daf Yud, we're going to get into more of these discussions. The nicknames of cherem are also considered like a cherem proper. And when we talk about a shvuah, a kinui of a shvua, a nickname of a shvua, that one degree of separation language is also true by a shvua. Unazirus kinazirus, the same is true by nazirus as well. So then the Gemara go, goes from talking about a kinui to talking about another type of shvua. Really, it's not a type of shvua, it's really just a way to say the shvua, which is referred to in the Gemara as yodos. Yodos is basically when, um, when the shvua that you make is backhanded. It's not said in a normal way of like hare alai x y or z, but it's kind of said as the Gemara says haomer lechavero mudrani mimcha. I even though you didn't say I am madir hana from you, but you said mudrani. I'm already mudar, even though you never said that we're taking a nether from against you. It's a it's like a passive language or mufrishani uh, mimcha. I'm separated from you. Miruchakani mimcha. I'm distanced from you. Shani ochelach. I put restrictions on me about eating at the same table as you. Shani toimlach. That about about eating eating foods together. Usser. Everyone holds that the yodos this this second degree of separation language. Right, so the first we have we have nadarim themselves. Kinui is one degree of separation, and that's really the same thing, just in different words. And then the second degree of separation is yados. It's just I'm keeping a distance from you. And the Gemara seems to say that that's usher, that 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 actually is binding, and that's a little bit scary. It's not. It's not. Would you use it lechatchila? It's if you use it, are you in the world of nadarim right now? If I let's say you and I are in the middle of a fight and I say uh mimcha, I'm keeping a distance from you. I, I say it out of frustration. Is that a neder or is that not a neder? We're asking like the the limits, right? That's like in halachic terms, whenever we learn shas, whenever we learn gemara, we're always testing the outer limits so we know where halacha actually lies. That's why well, my my son came home from Shir and he learned the same gemara that we learned about uh, many many moons ago, where this uh, how does one have tashmishamita without yadia? So if the man falls off the building and he ends up. So my son came home. He's like, "That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's unreasonable. It's not even normal." So I said, "100 percent," and it's never happened. Lo but the reason we learn it is to learn the outer limits of halacha so that we know where the safe boundaries are, so that we know where the red lines are. So here too, if I say to Stan, I've had enough of you. So is that nether language where I therefore have to really actually separate from you? So those are yodos. What? I'm taking a break. It's not a nether. It's just... Uh... The Gemara says you're wrong. The Mishnah says that that's usr. They're called yados. Now, uh, we can't learn too much from this exact language because there may have been a, a full sentence around that. We have to learn the full context of the Mishnah. We're only learning a Mishnah, so we just have brush strokes now. So we have Nidarim, and then we have one degree of separation is Kinui, and two degrees of separation is yados. So let's continue with the last part of the Mishnah. If a person says, ani lecha, that there's Nidui between me and you, Rebakiva Hayachochich Bazeh Lehachmir. Very, very, very unique language for Mishnayas, where Rebbe Akiva was Chochich. He was debating. He was unsure. 
Akiva's unsure about it. That's <laughs> like an, um, it's hard to even imagine that there is such a thing. So even over here, if you look in the uh, very bottom of the Mefarish, the last Mefarish on the page where the Rashids would be, it was unclear to him if this particular language of was considered problematic. Rabbi Akiva was machmir. That takes us to the first turn of the page of this Masech, the Bezim Advez, top of the line. Does Kavana have an effect on this? Yes, Kavana does have an effect on this. So like if you say, if you're reading the script of Hamlet, and in the script of Hamlet, it says, Mufrashani Mimcha, and you're sitting in the room, push it that that's not a nether, for sure. You also can't just think it. So there has to be a combo deal of a certain level of Yudhiyas, coupled with saying the right words. And the words are not incantations per se. They're, they can't like, you're not a golem. You, you have intent when you're saying them. So we have to figure out, we're, we're, we're way too early. Yes, it's the right question. That's what the Masechta is all about, is how do we know when our intent and when our language brings us into the category of neder? Because that's when things get really, really complicated. We did see a Gemara recently, I think in Subis. I think the Gemara said, uh, even if you make a nether and you keep it, you get a some kind of negative curse. I can't remember the exact. Uh, can't remember exactly yeah, what it was. A sinner yeah. Of, yeah. But this was this was even by nedarim that you keep, even if uh, even if you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. But this wasn't that. The Gemara wasn't talking like that. It was. Yeah. Right. Unbelievable. It's half of a fella. It's not normal. I remembered that I learned Masechus Ksubis just broadly. <laughs> I don't even know. I didn't like, I think it's in Ksubis. And that was only yesterday. I don't think I could teach yesterday's off again. I trust you. All right. The Gemara starts at the top with some challenges to our Mishnah. We had said, <laughs> we said that all of the one degree of separation comments are treated like the, the comment, like the actual perfect form of saying harelai, whatever the case may be, to make another says the Gemara. Wait one second, Maishna. Why is it that our Mishnah is different than Maseches Nazirus? Gabe Nazir delok tani luhu lekulhu. I uh, I saved my bookmark here. I'm going to read you the first line of uh, Nazir of, of Nazir. Kol kinu in Nazirus ke Nazirus done. So in Nazirus it only talks about Nazirus. What did we talk about in our Mishnah? Shvuos and the Dorim and the Zirus and the and Charamim. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. By Nazir, Delok Tani Luhu There we didn't speak about all of the various options of Kinuyim. Only uh, only one. So why is it that the first Mishnah in Nazir and the first Mishnah in Nadarim are not congruent? Why why don't we have either one in each one or all in both? Both what? Like a plow on a frat? The rules of Klal and Prat only apply and exclusively apply to Psukim. So, mm -mm. no, they only apply to Psukim. That's that's Rabbi Shmuel's Yud Gimel Midos was 
the lens through which we look at psukim. It's a very narrow scope of, of application. The Gemara, if there are psukim that back this up, then maybe, but that's not what the Gemara says here. The Gemara says, the reason why is mishum, the neder ushvua ksiv gabe hadade. In our Mishnah, in our Masech, the Nadarim, the reason why our Mishnah speaks about both neder and shvua is because there's a pasuk. Look in the Ran on line two, Dibur Hamaskil, neder ushvua ksiv gabe hadade. What's the pasuk? The pasuk says, so what do we see? Same pasuk, Nadarim and Shavuos are discussed. So now we understand why our Mishnah, which is speaking about Nadarim, adds in Shavuah. And therefore, Tani Tartain, we taught those two. And the cave and the Tani Tartain, once we were already teaching two, we already broke the mold of Nazir, which only spoke about Nazirus. Therefore, Tani Lakula, we threw everything in the kitchen sink. We just made sure that we were really thorough at that point. Whenever we see lists in Mishnayis, we always have to ask ourselves, is this list exhaustive or is this list just a set of samples? Because we need the scope of, so here the Gemara is sharing that concern. Once you open that can of worms, go all out. Don't leave anything out because then if you only put in the Dharam and Shvuos, oh, maybe Haramim are different, maybe Nizir. No, they're not different. They're all the same. In all cases of Neder, of Shvua, of Haramim and Nizirus. There's the ideal way to take it, and then there's the one degree of separation. The kinuim apply to both. And the Gemara says five lines down, well, okay, if that's true, <coughs> that Nadarim and, and Shavuos are, are in the same Pasuk together, and we therefore include them in our Mishnah, flip back to our Mishnah. What's weird about our Mishnah? What did we say? What came first? Nadarim, and then Charamim, and then Shavuos. If you're telling me that the Pasuk indicates that both Nadarim and Shavuos are in the same Pasuk, why did our Mishnah insert Haramim in between those two things, which should be two peas in a pot? The order of our Mishnah is not mashma like the, the Gemara's answer. You said, the Gemara, you said, oh, no, no, they're in the same Pasuk. That's why we taught Nadarim and Shavuos. And you look at the Mishnah, but Haramim are in the middle. That's the Gemara's question here. But It's out of order. Should have been like the Pasuk. The Gemara says, and now we get into a little bit of a distinction between the types of, uh, of language that we're using in our Mishnah. And the Gemara says, I did the Tanana Darim, the Mitzar When a person makes a neder, they're making a, an item forbidden to them. Therefore, Tanana Micharamim, which is similar, the Mitzar So by Nadarim and by Charamim, those types of, uh, of acceptances upon oneself is where item X becomes forbidden to me. Masha'en Kane says the Gemara, La'afuke shvua de ka'asar nafsheh minachefza. Okay, there's a big difference. It's a, it's a subtle, it's a subtlety in the in, in what, what's happening. A neder and charamim are in the category of, I won't drink that can of Coke. Something that I would never say. <laughs> but when it comes to, uh, when and then that can of Coke alone is usher to me, right? That's it. But if, if, if I say, I won't drink any Coke, it's not about the can, it's a din in me. Chefta Gavra is the classical. This is Chefta Gavra. Is my verbal commitment about the item, Nidarim and Charamim, that's why they're listed together, or no, is it like the other profile of verbal commitments, which is internal? It's not external, it's Gavra, it's about me. That's the Chakira. And that is why our Gemara says, This is the first very important distinction in the types of, uh, of verbal commitments that a person can make. Says the Gemara, fine, I understand, good answer. Next, we started out our Mishnah by saying, 
And then we really gave no examples and we flipped over right to the second degree of separation, umefaresh yados. So if you look at our Mishnah, the Mishnah is structured in a very strange way. We'll soon see that the Mishnah as we have it is totally incorrect, not only with one major change, with two major changes. We'll get to both of them today. We're going to be learning a blot and a half because it's Thursday. We'll go toward the bottom of Gimel Amad Aleph. So the Gemara is bothered by that. If you're starting out the Mishnah with Kol Kino in Nadarim, then give a bunch of examples of Kol Kino in Nadarim. Why is it that all of the examples in our Mishnah are examples of Yados, the second degree of separation from the actual verbal commitment? And what does it say? It says, This and furthermore, the idea of yados inshi, the idea of yados, you seem to have forgotten. We don't know what yados are. Tell us what, what yados are. The Gemara, this is how the Mishnah, uh, Mishnah starts out. Let's talk about kinuyim of nadarim. What are some of the examples? Um, okay, we're going to skip to yados now. Let's talk about yados. So the Gemara's. Siri, sorry. I don't know what I said. Hey, Siri. Yados. Very sensitive. So the Gemara says, I don't understand the flow of our Mishnah. And the Gemara says, don't worry. Really, Iri Behon. This is where you see some Yerushalmi styles of language. Iri Behon. Iri is uh, Bavli, but Behon is, is much more of a Yerushalmi type of word. So Iri Behon. Really, don't worry. Our Mishnah is dealing with Yados. It is. V'chasure mechzura. And really, our Mishnah has an omission. And here's how our Mishnah should read. Now we see both. The first line of the Mishnah changes. You've introduced Kinui and you've introduced Yados. And then, okay, then go on and give your examples. Says the Gemara, but if the Mishnah, according to this new version, started out with Kinui and switched over to Yados, if that's true, but Lifrosh Kinui and Beresha. Why then are the examples in our Mishnah only examples of Yados and not examples of Kinui? They're out of order, says the Gemara, <coughs> because Hahu disalik Hahu Mifarish Beresha. If I say I'm going to talk about X and I'm going to talk about Y, we always start talking about Y first. How do we know this? Kiditznan. Famous second parak of Masecha Shabbos. With what can I light and with what can I not light? Which one do we talk about first? The second one, Ein Madlikin. And therefore, our Mishnah is the same. We started with Kinui, we switched to Yados. Now let's talk about Yados. We'll come back to Kinui. The Gemara brings another Raya. What are we allowed to be Tomein with and what are we not allowed? What does the Gemara start with? The second one, Ein Tomein. And then the, the third example the Gemara gives, what types of jewelry is a woman allowed to go out in a Rishus HaRabim with? Yes, this one or that one, yes or no. And the Gemara starts with the second one. So we certainly have precedent for this profile. The Mishnah introduces topic one and then topic two, and it explains topic two before topic one, normal. Says the Gemara, you clearly haven't learned Shas. That was a Balabatisha answer. Why? Because the Gemara says halfway down on Bezim and Bez, Every time we open with idea one and then switch to idea two, we always talk about two first. That's not true. We sometimes do talk about the first one. And then the Gemara throws half of Shas at, uh, at this person's uh, recommendation. V'hatsanan. And I'm not going to explain each of these sugyas because we're just looking at the structures of these Mishnayas. Some inherit and can cause inheritance and some can inherit and not cause inheritance. Which one are we going to talk about first? That's the, the, the other profile. 
We're going to talk about one. We're going to talk about two. We're going to explain number one against the previous model. Yesh mutaros le'ba'alei and vesuros le'yivmeyin. There are those who are mutar to their husbands and not to their uh, not to their yavam. Yeah, and there are those who are mutaros le'yivmeyin vesuros le'ba'alei. Which one do we discuss first? The first one. Ve'ilu mutaros le'ba'alei and vesuros le'yivmeyin. So that's the second one. Yesh, the Gemara keeps going. It's not done yet. You know, he's like when you get someone angry and they start throwing everything at you. The Gemara is like how to. The Gemara says, hold on. Some uh, some uh, offerings on the Mizbeach require oil and frankincense, and some are Shemin Velolavona, oil and no frankincense. They talk about topic number one yet again. Still not done. One more. Says the Gemara. And Tnufa Velo Hagasha, different forms of bringing Korbanos. If you look at the very last three lines of the Ran, he explains what Hagasha is and what Tnufa is. Rashi, uh, sorry, the Ran says three lines from the bottom. He presents the mincha on the southwest corner of the Mizbech. Skip one line. What's Tznufa? He puts his hands under the hand of the Bailim as they hold the Korban and they move their hands together doing the Tznufa. So the Gemara says that there are two back in the Gemara, seven lines from the bottom. Yesh tunos hagasha and Tznufa below hagasha. Which one does it talk about first? And the Gemara is still not done yet. I thought I was, I thought I was the last one. It's not. There's more. Is this the last one? I don't even know. Yesh bechor lenachala, ve'ain bechor lekohen. And there's also bechor lekohen, ve'ain bechor lenachala. Which one do we talk about first? The first one. Ve'ain bechor lenachala, ve'ain bechor lekohen. So, okay. So now the Gemara is done. I think there was five five different Mari Makomos to throw at the Gemara to say, no way. You wanted to say that our Mishnah fits a, fits a pattern. You present topic number one, and then you present topic number two, and then you speak about topic number two, and then come back to number one. Says the Gemara, with all five of these marimakomas, that's Pashat not true. That's just not the templating of Shas. It's not correct. So then let's ask our question again. The Gemara has to, has to grapple with that. So the answer, the answer cannot be linear. It cannot be binary of this or that. For sure. For sure. Yes. But the Gemara's strength in response is that you were binary. You told me everything is one, two, two, one. Yeah, that's you're just that means you haven't forget about Gemara. It means you literally haven't learned Mishnayis. Like that, it's what was this is a great question in the Rishonim. What in the world was the Gemara thinking? It is such a bad answer. We we knew example respectfully, we knew examples that we could have argued against this Gemara. By Malikin, we know in our heads, we would have called it out. So how could the Gemara be so categorical in its presentation of answer number one when it's for sure wrong? So it's not, not here, but generally speaking, sometimes the Rishonim say that the only reason an answer was given was to be knocked down. Sometimes that exists as a, again, generally speaking. I didn't look in the Rishonim here on this topic, but I, there's there's what to speak about. So the Gemara says, no, 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 hold on one second. Helene, the ones we're talking about here is Mishum de Avshule. There's They're very noisy. There's a lot to talk about. When there's a lot of halachos, so then the one that has a lot of halachos gets spoken about first. So then when there's a lot of halachos, then we have to talk about that one first. Says the Gemara, that's not true either. That's not true. So what's the Gemara trying to say? The Gemara's answer right now is, what's the general templating? Is it one, two, one, two? Or is it one, two, and then two, one? So the Gemara says, it depends how many halachos there. If there's a lot of halachos, then negative. Okay, that's the Gemara's answer. The Gemara says, no way. Two lines from the bottom. Wait one second. Not a lot of halachos there. And still, what do we see? The Katani, Yotza Gamal, that it talks about going out like this or like that. So we see that this answer also doesn't work. Ella, turning to the top of Gimel Amidal, the Gemara gives one possible answer. It's a very difficult answer for me to swallow. Uh, my father pointed this out the other night, that Shas is so detailed. 
So then look at this answer. Really, you can't, uh, your question's a bad question. You asked, why is it that our Mishnah is structured? We're going to talk about Kinui, we're going to talk about Yodos, and then it explains Yodos. We said, why did you explain Yodos? Go back and talk about, about Kinui first. The Gemara says, really, the order of Mishnayis, when they, what's the template? One, two, one, two, or one, two, two, one. The Gemara says, Lav Davka. Zimnin Mefaresh Ahu de Pesach de Pesach Beresha. And Zimnin Ahu de Salik Mefaresh Beresha. Just depends. Uh, whoever, uh, Rabbi Hudad Nasi was in the mood to write one way, he wrote. It's very hard to buy, no? Very unsatisfying answer. I mean, you're talking about Rabbi Huda Nasi packed into a Mishnah. The Mishnayis are nowhere near the length of Shas. Most of Shas is trying to figure out what Rabbi Huda Nasi meant. So he jam-packed in every single word and letter and nuance and order of words. That's exactly what he says. But tonight, they have the right to do whatever they want for sure, for sure, they had the right to. That's for sure. But it's just hard to swallow. It's just uh, it's it's difficult to understand. Then the Gemara gives another answer. that really we do have an answer for our specific Mishnah, and this is an implication of a broader answer. Says the Gemara, three lines down. really yados, really yados. That remember yados are the second degree of separation. Uh, get away from me, like that kind of language, and then. Is that a nether? Is that not? Yodo says the Gemara, I did the Asyan Midrasha because that is learned out from Midrasha, Mifarish Lahon Beresha. Drushas are beautiful. The fact that we were able to make a Chiddush from the Torah, beautiful. And therefore, we talk about that first. So, what does that show us? That maybe the general rule of the, the templating of Mishnais depends on whether that halacha was a Pasuk and Chumash or was it a Drusha. And a Drusha will go first. And then you have to go back through all the cases and you have to, so we're not doing that. But that's what the Gemara says. Says the Gemara, okay, if the drush of Yados is so beautiful to you, so why is the templating of the Mishnah 1221? We'll talk about Kinui, we'll talk about Yados, and then we'll explain Yados in fact in Kinui. If Yados is so beautiful because it's a drusha, don't talk about Kinui first, talk about Yados first. It's a great question. If you're saying the drushos deserve this priority, this kadimus, then give them the priority in kadimus that they deserve. Start out the Mishnah talking about yodos. So there the Gemara says, Miftach Pesach Bikinuyin de Oraisa Beresha. We couldn't do that. We couldn't. It's beautiful, but it's not stronger than a din de Oraisa. So therefore, when we have a Pasik in Chumash, that's going to be number one. And Vahadr Mefarish Yodos to Asyan Le Midrasha. Says the Gemara, nice answer, but there's a problem. According to one Manda Amar, when we talk about a Kinui in our Mishnah, Kinui doesn't actually mean a language that isn't the same, uh, like the same wording. What it means is instead of saying in, in Hebrew, X, I say in English, I hereby accept upon myself X. It's just Lashon Nachrim. It's just a, it's just a foreign language. That makes sense. But according to the opinion that says that it's the Chachamim themselves who indicated that this was the case, the language of Kinui, if that's true, then Kinui is also a drasha. And Kinui and Yados are both drashas. Then it's not Dil Raisa versus drasha, they're both drashas. So there the Gemara says, 
Miktani Yados, does our Mishnah even talk about Yados? And then the Gemara says, Don't you already know that the language of our Mishnah is messed up and we need to fix it? I'm actually going to go along and teach the word Yados. And what we're going to see now is the third version of our Mishnah. And the Gemara will conclude with this final presentation of our Mishnah. So I know we started our Mishnah a little bit ago, some 26 minutes ago, but really over here is the right way that our Mishnah should have been written. Third of the way down on Gimel Amaral, the Mishnah says, Call you. Is the Gemara going to rewrite the Mishnah? And if so, does that change what other people think about what they're doing? Oh, 100%. Yeah, so the Mishnah as we have it is incorrect. But the flow of the Gemara was what unearthed that incorrect language. And now we're going to rewrite the Mishnah with proper language. And if we had to pask in a halacha, for example, we'd pask in from the rewritten, from the new version. It's the final version, version two, whatever it is. And that's this. So what's the new version of our Mishnah? Not like we have. Says the Gemara, really our Mishnah should have read like this. Kol yados nedarim. Starting with the Yad. Why? Drasha. Beautiful. Kol yados nedarim kinedarim. V'chol kinui nedarim kinedarim. Ve'eluhen yados. Ha'omer l'chaveiro. Ve'eluhen kinuyin. Konem koneach konez. That should be the structure. One, two. One, two. But the one is the yados. The one is the halacha that's learned from a drasha first. And that is going to be yados. So the Gemara, the Mishnah should have presented, hey, I'm going to teach you a din about yados. It applies by nedarim. I'm going to teach you a din about kinuyin, which for sure apply by nedarim. Let's go back to point number one and talk about Yodos, and then we'll talk about Kinuim. That's the, what the Gemara says is the appropriate language of our Mishnah. End of, end of uh, that's really part one of today's conversation is, most broadly speaking, what is the correct language of our Mishnah? And the answer is right here in these, two, in these three lines. Yad, yad Kinui. But look at all the cases of precedent. They're never like that. Cases of yeah, right. Right. In regard, it's always big case. It's always the like the like the the Rosh Prakim, and then you dig into the you know whatever the Mr. Brewer is like the small Se'if from Katana. So this your question is better than my answer. I'm answering based on like what I'm seeing, but I in Lumdus I hear you, and in learning I hear you. That makes sense to be able to say why don't you just talk about one topic and get it over with. Hundred percent. 100%. I don't know why. Uh, again, other than looking at the fact that none of the, the 10 Mishnai is quoted at the bottom of Bezim and Bez do that, which is an answer, but I don't know what's under, I don't know what's under that. Like, why, why is that? I don't know. I don't know. And then the Gemara digs in. You just said that we had to rewrite our Mishnah because Yados is a drasha and drushas are beautiful. And we had to talk about the drasha first. Great. Where do we learn Yados from? Says the Gemara, a third of the way down, but Yados Where do we see this idea that even if someone speaks in a way that's two degrees of separation from the right way to speak, it still can be a neder? And the Pasuk says, Ish ki lindor neder, nozir lahazir lahashem. Okay, that a man, when he is yafli, he is, he is wondrous and that he is lindor neder to make a promise, double language. We're going to play off on that in a minute. And nazir lahazir, also double language, lahashem. Vitanya the Brysa writes, Nazir lahazir. What do we learn from the words Nazir lahazir? That is lasos kinui nazirus kinazirus. That even if someone says a commitment to nazirus in a language of kinui, that it still counts. And what else do we see? The yados nazirus kinazirus. This is the drasha that the Gemara deems to be beautiful enough to restructure our Mishnah. That we learn yados from this pasuk. I says the Gemara, how do we know that this also applies to the world of Nidarim? 
So says the Gemara, Tamalomar Nazir We make a comparison between Nazirus and Nadarim, and as well in the other direction, Unadarim Linazirus. And let's learn this out. And this drush is another five or six lines, and then we'll stop. Ma Nazirus. Just like in the world of Nazirus, that if you spoke in a language of Yados, two degrees of separation, uh, if only I was an, uh, was an ex, if only a person, if a person says that they wanted to be another in that backhanded way, so then that would that would count. And what about the flip side, the drasha, the comparison in the other direction? Just like with a neder, if a person makes a commitment to a neder and they don't fulfill it, over the bal yachel, uveval te'acher, that they violate these two isurim, which I'll explain in a moment. Afnazirus, we also bring from the world of nedarim to the world of nazirus a similar set of halachic concerns, which is that you didn't fulfill the commitment that you made. So bal yachel is the isur of not fulfilling a promise, and bal te'acher is not fulfilling it within a time frame that you committed to, to do so. So let's say a person makes a neder or an azirus, and they say, I will do X by time Y. That's their neder, and it's 100% binding. And they fail to do it by the time they reach their end of, of their time they were supposed to finish it, tui sure do raisa. And what the Gemara is saying is that what we learn from this pasuk is that this drasha brings back for us this iser from the world of Nadarim to the world of Nazirus. And one last piece for today, and the Gemara says, Uma Nadarim, and just like by Nadarim, Ha'av mefer nidre bito, uva'al mefer nidre ishto, a father can undo in regards to Nadarim, these are psukim and chumash, a father's allowed to undo the neder of his daughter, a husband can undo the neder of his wife, says the Gemara, it's not only true, by Nadarim. It's also true by Nazirus. Af Nazirus, Av Mefer Nazirus Bito, Uval Mefer Nazirus Ishto. That's what the Gemara says is the Drasha. So let's just review. We learned our Mishnah. Our Mishnah was very difficult to understand in regards to its order. And the Gemara concluded that the text of our Mishnah is incorrect because the Drasha of Yados was so important to the idea of Yados, the fact that it was learned by a Drasha. Therefore, we had to restructure our Mishnah. What was the drasha of Yados? Those are the last 10 lines we just learned based on the Pasuk of Ishki Afli Lindor Neder Nazir Lahazir Lashem. We'll stop right here on Shabbos. We'll pick up one hour before Mincha with another blot and a half. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Glory to you. Um,